Texas 512 is part of the Texas Podcast Network, the conversations changing the world. Brought to you by the University of Texas at Austin. The opinions expressed in this podcast represent the views of the host and not the University of Texas at Austin. This is Sam Torres, Texas Longhorn fan, native Austinite, admissions counselor, and your host with the most. And this is Texas 512. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Texas 512. This is your host with the most, Sam Torres. And today I have a very, 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 very special guest that's more various than I usually give. And that's because I um, believe it or not, I'm actually really nervous about this one uh, because I'm a big fan of this person's work um, and everything that they do for UT Austin. And so I've been very much looking forward to this episode quite a bit whenever I found out that there was even going to be a possibility that we'd be able to interview her. Um, you know, I just got goosebumps, but I'm going to stop talking. Um, I'm going to go ahead and allow my guests to go ahead and introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about who they are and why they're so amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. I am very, 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 very glad to be here as well. Um, I'm Dr. Cassandra Alvarado. I am uh, Associate Dean for Undergraduate Education and Teaching Excellence in the Moody College of Communication here at UT Austin. I'm also a professor in uh, advertising and public relations and in educational leadership and policy. So I'm really excited to be here and um, to talk a little bit about why I love UT so much. Awesome. And I'm, I'm very excited to hear a little bit more about, you know, what you do here at UT, as well as what you've accomplished, which I, I don't want to dive too much deep into that right now, because we're going to go into more detail a little bit later. But I am like ridiculously excited for this interview. Um, just to let my uh, my excitement go down a little bit, we're going to go ahead and go to a quick break. Whenever we get back, we're going to go ahead and kind of get things a little bit warmed up and get to know you a little bit. You've already listened to our show. You know how it goes. Um, so whenever we come back from our break, we'll go ahead and jump into that. I'm Dr. Cassandra Alvarado, and you're listening to Texas 512 with Sam Torres. All right, and we are back. So... I'm going to go ahead and get one of the questions out of the way since you work for the Moody College of Communication. I'm pretty sure that there's going to be a lot of people that um, that are wondering this uh, because I get this question so much. I tell people that I work for UT Austin and they immediately first question they ask me, have you met Matthew McConaughey? And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, right, do you, he, right, I work right. for an office, the Office of Admissions. I, I don't expect Matthew McConaughey to pop up in our office every single day. Um, so, no, I haven't met him. But I feel like you have a little bit more of a segue to actually kind of get to know him. So I don't know. I did want to ask if you've ever met him. Um, and in addition to that, I don't know if you've watched any Matthew McConaughey movies. I'm actually trying to be a little bit better about that and watch some more of his movies. So I'm hoping to get some suggestions from you if you watched any. Well, I will say that Professor McConaughey, as he's known around the Mm -hmm. um, 
below Center for New Media, uh, is a very generous um, faculty member, and we often see him roaming the halls um, or standing in the elevator on his way up to his class, always with a cup of coffee in his hand. Um, and there's quite a bit of chatter in uh, social media every time that he's spotted in the building. So there's a chance that if you're um, following uh, social media of, of Moody College students, you'll you'll get a glimpse of when he's in the building. So um, it's a real pleasure to have someone who is so dedicated to his craft and willing to share that with our students. So it's it's uh, a lot of fun having him as, as a professor and, and having someone who is genuinely and sincerely dedicated to helping students understand the art and business of filmmaking. No, definitely. Yeah, I bet. I bet that really, I think the closest thing that I've ever gotten to being anywhere near him is just the fact that I've walked on Speedway and I saw a video of him walking down Speedway, like walking past the admissions welcome center. Um, that was like circulating through Twitter at one point. I think he had been walking with one of the Jonas brothers. I don't remember exactly, but I was just like, I walked that same path. I've walked the same path as Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> well, if you've ever been in in any of the buildings in the College of Communication complex, then you've also walked the same path because he frequents um, not only the, the Belo Center for New Media where his course is taught, but also um, the uh, studios in our um CMA building and CMB building as well. There you go, y'all. That's already your first reason to be a Moody student. Um, and I have actually stepped in one of those buildings because one time our office was working with an advertising class, which I think was, I mean, already, like the minute that I had stepped on this campus, I was so impressed with the College of Communications here. Um, and, you know, whenever we got to work with that advertising class, I got to see like firsthand what the students do. And again, I'll leave some of that for a little bit later, but it just, this is why I'm so enthusiastic about y'all's college and what y'all have to offer. Um, so here's another, well, actually, this is a series of questions just to keep things a little bit light, breezy and fun. Um, so I'm going to ask you a series of would you rather questions just to kind of see, you know, your personality a little bit more. It's just three of them. So I, I'm not going to overload you too much. But the first one that I have here for you is would you rather have unlimited first class tickets, um, plane tickets, that is, or never have to pay for food at a restaurant? Oh, unlimited first class tickets. I love to travel and the chance to, to fly first class anywhere in the world, hands down. That's an easy one for me. I agree. I definitely agree with that. And I, you know, I haven't really traveled that much, but I have a desire to do so. So I definitely agree with that. So would you rather have, I, I had to look what these meant just to, because I, I had an idea of what it meant, but I was just like, I hope that this doesn't come off wrong. Would you rather have a golden voice or a silver tongue? Ooh. <laughs> That's a tough one. I thought this one was appropriate because um, communications. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I honestly have to think a little bit about that one. Um, I think that communicators actually need a little bit of both, but mm -hmm. I would probably venture that I would rather a silver tongue because mm -hmm. I'm much more interested in um, convincing people of um, a particular point of view. And that would be where I would think a silver tongue would be most effective. Oh, no, definitely. For sure. And now the last one I have is, is kind of a little cheesy, but would you rather have the power of invisibility or the power of flight? You know, I, I think every time I ask this question, I, I always want to know, 
Is it unlimited flight? Like, could I fly anywhere in the world at any moment in time? Or are there some limitations to the flight? Because if it was unlimited flight and I could zap myself from, say, here to Paris, I would absolutely choose that. But if it's sort of the flight that lets you sort of go around the neighborhood of the city, but not in trans transatlantic, then I probably wouldn't choose flight. I would choose invisibility. Um, you know, we have uh, faculty here at UT who've developed an invisibility cloak, and I have always wanted to test that out myself. So this is a tough one, Sam. I, I, I want both. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. So uh, that's big information that I've never heard before. Faculty that are working on invisibility? Yes. In, in the Cockrell <laughs> School of Engineering. So um, of yeah, they've, it's pretty spectacular. We do amazing work here at UT, not just in the Moody College of Communication. Well, y'all heard it here, folks. Y'all heard it here first, y'all. I mean, I've already, you know, in all of our presentations, we already talk about like some of the great things that UT Austin has done. That's yet another thing that I could include in the presentation. Um, Because usually we talk about, you know, the supercomputer. We talk about, um, what was it? 3D printing being invented here, you know, so on and so forth. But invisibility cloak. Wow. Okay. I never thought that that technology would ever exist, but as you can see, uh, UT is, is capable of really, really great things. All right. Well, my, my last question, you know, to you, at least in this part of, of the uh, show is just, um, you know, if you've heard our show previously, uh, there's three main topics that usually come up and one of them is music. And so I've been really, really into a musical mood lately. I don't know why it may be because I actually have a lot of artists that are releasing like new music tomorrow. So that's probably why I'm just like in the mood to hear other people's music taste. So um, for you, this is how I'll pose the question for you. What is your anthem? Like, what is your theme song? And if you can't pinpoint just one song, then give me an artist that has music that covers all of your moods. Like, regardless of how you're feeling, this artist has a song for every single one of your moods. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm about to date myself, but um, (laughs) I am still very much into 80s music and um, Joan Jett and Joan Jett and the Black Hearts would absolutely be sort of my um, anthem artist in the sense that um, her music is um, both strong and powerful and soft and sweet when it needs to be and has both love songs and and anthems of um, strength and so um, that would absolutely be where I would, uh, would put my my space of, of claiming where I, where I get my power from it musically. I think students, um, in my courses, I play music at the beginning of every one of my classes. And I, I pride myself on, um, introducing some of our students to great hits from the 1980s, particularly eighties new wave that some of our students haven't had a chance to experience cause it's outside of their, um, favorite musical preferences. So, um, they get to hear my, my um, communication mix, so to speak. Uh, some of the songs have communication in the title or are communication themed, and then others are just favorites of mine uh, in in the 1980s new wave genre. So, so cool. And if there's in, 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 you know if there's a listener out there that's like you know kind of exploring new music, at least new music to them, what are some songs that you would recommend from from your artists? Well. Um, I would say that I'm a big fan of um, sort of very traditional new wave artists, um, The Smiths, Depeche Mode, um, The Cure, In Excess. 
Uh, so really any particular songs from, from that era. It sort of depends on whether you want to be uplifted or whether you want something to sort of give you a chance to wallow in your feelings because a lot of 80s new wave music was on either end of the spectrum. It was either super um, upbeat or it was really sort of let you sort of sit and really wallow in your feelings. So um, I would recommend folks look into any of that. And several of those are, are artists who are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, even though they may not necessarily be well-known to audiences now. Their their music um, is is particularly well-known and, and has lasted many generations. Um, my, my children like to tell me that Duran Duran, which is another 80s, um, at, at least 80s popular band that has actually continued up, up until modern day, they like to say it's um, One Direction for old people. So um, that's, that's another group that um, folks might be interested in looking at as well. One Direction for old people. <laughs> I love that. All right. Well, thank you so much for those music suggestions. Um, you know, as you know, uh, this brings us to the end of our fun section, quote unquote. But I think that the fun is only just beginning. We're going to get into some really, really good uh, stuff in this next part. But we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. So don't go away. When we come back, we will be talking more about Dr. Alvarado's work at UT Austin. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Cassandra Alvarado, and you're listening to Texas 512 with Sam Torres. And we're back. Okay, so I want to just, you know... I really wish we had more time because I have so many questions for you. But, um, you know, with our limited time, I think I'm going to ask some important ones. And I'm not going to lie. This first question is more uh, of something that like really, really piques my interest. So I just had to put it in, in today's episode. And I'm sure other people will enjoy hearing about it as well. I'm a huge fan of your work, as I mentioned earlier. Um, and you not only created the first year interest groups at UT Austin, but you also created the graduation help desk, which is something that has been implemented at every single UT system school. And I can personally speak about that because I attended UT Permian Basin and there was a graduation help desk there. I was very close friends with whoever was in charge of that at the time. Um, and, you know, I just wanted to pick your brain and see your thought process behind beginning those programs. How did you come up with them? And were there any challenges with like your path to starting these programs? Sure. Um, so I've had the, the pleasure of being affiliated with UT for more than 25 years, uh, first as an undergraduate student myself, and then um, getting both of my graduate degrees, but also working professionally in the student success space um, throughout that entire time. And I've really spent uh, the focus of my energies on solving problems that I saw both as a student and in my work with students. And so uh, the FIGS, for example, really started from knowing students and, and a little bit my own student experience, which was coming to a giant school like UT and feeling a little lost and knowing that I had a lot of work to do to 
make friends, to make academic connections, to find a, an advisor, to find a mentor, to connect with faculty, and feeling a little overwhelmed with that prospect. And so we created the FIGS, now known as the First Year Interest Groups, to really help remove that barrier so that students didn't have to do all that work themselves, but um, that they could come together in a small group of 20 to 25 students to already have an assigned upper division mentor, to already have an assigned advisor or staff member who was there to help them, um, and, and to help students make connections with other students who shared a similar area of academic interest. I ended up having a great experience in my first year, but it took a lot of work. And I think that um, I was really inspired by the, the work and effort that I saw, you know, that I put in and that other friends and students who I worked with put in to try and make UT a great experience and thought, well, wait a minute, why should students have to do all this work on their own when we have systems in place that we can use to help um, remove that barrier? And so just by uh, putting together students and realizing that it's not that hard to put together clusters of students and then give them the chance to, to make those connections. And then once you make that first connection, it's so much easier to make the second connection and to reach out to someone and say, hey, I'm, I'm new, let's, meet, let's exchange phone numbers or um, that kind of stuff that it, it just it made things a lot easier. Similarly, with Graduation Help Desk, um, so often in my work with students, uh, students would come and they would be exhausted and frustrated and annoyed that whatever particular problem they have couldn't be solved by the people who they went to. And it's not to say that they weren't actually being helped. It's that the, the people who they went to for help weren't empowered to solve the problem. So students often, for example, will go to their faculty member and say, hey, I'm having this problem with this credit for my degree and can you help me? And faculty would say, no, I can't help you. And it's not that faculty weren't willing to help. It's that they were not empowered to help. Faculty aren't empowered to help students with, um, you know, degree audit problems or, or petitions or things like that. And so uh, Graduation Help Desk was really a response to trying to make sure that when students had a question, somebody would help find the right people to answer those questions. Because there's always been that on our campuses. There's always been people who knew the answer. It just wasn't easy to find the person who knew the answer. So the Graduation Help Desk was a way of sort of putting all of that in one central place where a student could go and say, I have this problem. And then the help desk would say, we'll find the person to solve this problem um, with you and for you. So for me, the, the inspiration was really looking at both my own experience and the experience of so many generations of students um, who inspired me to say, we can do better and we can solve these problems. Yeah, definitely. And then what did it look like to, to basically push that to all of the other system schools? Like, Because it, it, it was such a great idea that it didn't just stay at UT Austin. It literally spread to every single UT system school. You know, one of the things that I'm really proud about as a campus, as UT Austin as a campus, is that um, we know and believe that when we share good ideas, everyone benefits. And so when we have a good idea, when we make a discovery, whether it's a uh, scientific discovery, a literary discovery, a, a discovery in the arts that we're willing to share it. And so the same is true in student success, which is when we have a good idea that's working and graduation help desk in particular, we had data that it was um, working and impacting students' lives. Uh, we were able to take that idea and, and not instead of 
be frightened to share and say, oh, somebody might take our good idea, but say, no, take our good idea, use it. So we worked with our colleagues at UT System uh, to make sure that the idea and um, support for Graduation Help Desk was shared across the UT System. Um, we created a training for all of the UT System schools to participate in about how to do a Graduation Help Desk. We gave everyone a sort of a binder of startup, you know, how-tos and questions and how to set up your systems and things like that. And that wouldn't have been possible without the support of uh, UT System and, and particularly Associate Vice Chancellor for Academic Affairs, uh, Dr. Rebecca Karoff, who really um, helped make sure that great ideas and student success were shared among the UT system schools. So it's really great to know that um, more students than just UT Austin have benefited from this uh, creation. And and that's one of the things about which I'm most proud. Absolutely. And like I said, I can speak for UT Permian Basin that it was such a great help to a lot of our students. And I even remember that our graduation help desk had started an emergency fund um, for those that, you know, like really desperately needed that extra bit of support to be able to finish off their degree. Um, so yeah. it, it has had such a, an amazing impact for students, not even just at UT Austin, but all over Texas. And I, I just think that that's fantastic. And this is why I'm starstruck to have you. And, you know, if I'm ever in a doctoral program, if you're still here, I would love to work with you. I'm just going to put that out there. Let it be on a podcast. You got forever. it, Sam. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, let's go ahead and transition into talking about um, where you're currently at, the Moody College of Communication. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, I'm a huge fan of what Moody does. I've always said that if I, you know, somehow rewinded back in time and ended up as a, as a freshman student again, that I'd probably try to get into Moody and I'd change my major to that. Um, you know, I believe that there's a lot of value in a communications degree. However, I do feel like not a lot of folks really know what, you know, that communications degree can give them because they don't really know what it is. A, a lot of times, maybe they're just like, oh, communicate. So like talking, right? That's like, you know, bare bones. Um, so if you could elaborate for our listeners what the field of communications actually encompasses and what kind of careers can a communication major pursue? Yeah. Um, I think there's so many great things about communication because at communication is at the core of every single human interaction. And we often take it for granted, actually, that communication is at the core of every single human interaction, but it is. Um, and we see examples of good communication and bad communication all over the world every single day in our lives. So the study of communication at the undergraduate level is really about the intersection between sort of the theories behind good communication in a variety of different ways and the practice of communication, what it means to actually take ideas and, and communicate them. And we do that through a couple of disciplinary specializations. So I'll take, for example, one of our um, more popular majors, which is radio, television, film. Um, radio, television, film majors are looking specifically at uh, storytelling as a function of communication and how we tell stories using uh, the, the medium, particularly television and film and how we use those medium to 
share our stories and how those stories inform, uplift, um, challenge, and persuade people to, to do different things. Uh, students in, in that field learn um, not only the art and the science of um, filmmaking, but also how to be critical scholars of what films and television has come before and to do analysis of what that means and what stories and messages it shares with us in the community. So um, there's a whole range of fields that students can go into. Obviously, a lot of students who pursue radio, television, film do so because they are creative and they want to make their own movies or television shows. Um, but there's so many other things to do with that because in demand, um, communication is the number one most in-demand um, skill for employers. And so employers across every field and every discipline are looking for students who have experience in crafting high quality communication messages, whether that's through radio, television, film, or for example, through journalism, which is about um, taking and sharing information in a responsible and ethical way to inform, um, to make us aware and better citizens about our life and our, our world around us. And that happens not just through sort of the traditional um, television or newspapers, but also through things like um, podcasts and and um, a variety of other new media. Um, our School of Journalism and Media is really sort of pushing the boundaries of, of what it means to communicate in this space and helping us to rethink what media really means. Uh, we consume so much media now, um, most of it in the form of what comes to us on our phone, whether that's through um, apps and social media and and there's stories and information that's shared. And so our journalism majors learn how to um, not only create that, but also to assess it responsibly and, and to think critically about the messages that are coming through. We also work very closely with individuals who may struggle with communication. And our speech language and hearing sciences department um, specifically addresses the ways in which we work to help individuals who may struggle with communication live their best lives, uh, whether that's through audiology and helping individuals hear and, and communicate um, through, you know, sort of the hearing and communication systems, also individuals with um, speech challenges, whether that's through stuttering or um, other speech language pathology assistance. Um, so it's really about the art and science of helping make sure that individuals who struggle with communication have access to all of the tools and resources they need to lead their best lives. When we think about um, some of our other majors in communication, they're really about making sure that we understand communication in a very critical manner. So our communication studies degree really looks at um, what are the theories behind how communication works and how do we know and study how communication works, both um effective communication and ineffective communication. And not only do we study how that works from a, a research oriented process, but from a practice process, how do we create, um, successful communicators in individuals, our communication and leadership degree combines the importance of communication as a skill with ethical leadership. And increasingly, we need ethical leaders who are effective communicators. And so that degree is particularly well poised to help students with a variety of different um, career paths. And lastly, our um, advertising and public relations really look at how we communicate about ideas, products, um, and and 
topics that we're trying to persuade individuals to engage with, whether it persuade them to buy something or whether it's persuade them um, as in advertising or persuade them to um, participate in a cause through public relations and thinking about the element of, of persuasion, communication, and even some humor built in um, particularly to advertising. It's, it's just such a diverse set of fields. And the great thing about degrees from the Moody College of Communication is that Yes, if you major in advertising, you can absolutely go into advertising, but you can also go into a million other areas because what you've learned in our degrees, whether it's advertising, public relations, journalism, speech, language, hearing sciences, communication studies, communication and leadership, radio, television, film, all of them, you're actually learning to be an effective communicator, the number one skill that employers are looking for. And um, I wish more folks knew that because teaching and learning to be an effective communicator is hard. And that's why employers want students with those skills because they can teach you how to use their computer software or how to use their particular widget. Um, but it's a lot harder to teach you to be an effective communicator. And that's what we have the, the pleasure and privilege of doing in Moody College. No, definitely. And this is why I love communication so much. It's so it's so broad, right? Like it, it doesn't just limit you to one thing. You know, you you touched on healthcare. You touched on business. Um, you know, it could go into politics. It could go into public speaking. It could go into education. It could really go anywhere. The arts, uh, media, whatever it is. Um, and it, it's just so versatile. And I think that that's something that's super unique about this college in particular is just how versatile it is. While maybe at other schools, they just have, you know, like a broad communications degree and that's it. But even then, there's still a, little, a lot of value in just having a communications degree because you can really go anywhere. And you're very, very right um, about, you know, employers looking for effective communicators. And even me as just like an employee, you know, at, at an entry level, I recognize the importance of having good communication with your team members, with your supervisors. Um, and, you know, I, I hope that this is something that students will begin to see value in um, as, as time progresses, because I, I really do agree with you on a lot of those points. And, and hopefully this podcast does that as well for, for our folks that are listening and who are maybe still not decided on what they want to do. Or maybe, you know, they have an interest in business, but but they're not 100 percent sure if that's the route that they should take, um, because, you know, there's like not one right way to do things. Um, and I, I think that communication is a great way to go. Yeah, I like to remind particularly um, prospective students who haven't figured out their their academic path that we have graduates of the Moody College of Communication in every single field and discipline across the world, not just in Texas, not just in the United States, but across the world, because those communication skills are so valued. And like you said, they're valued in um, healthcare and medicine. They're valued in law. They're valued in politics. They're valued in everyday um, work for major corporations, in in business, in um so many different areas. And I think that when students are worried about, will I have a job after graduation? Communication grads are in high, high demand um, and in demand in so many different fields that if there's a particular field you want to be in, there's always a need for communicators. Every Fortune 500 company has communication teams. They work on social media, they work on press releases, they work on advertising, they work on public relations, they work on in-house um, videos and filming and training. And 
Every single corporation has that. Um, Not-for-profits and um, community-based organizations have that. So if you want to stay out of the corporate world and go into community-based and make a difference in in your um, community or or not-for-profit organization, every single one of them has communication teams. Universities, just like us, have giant communication teams, not just at the the president's office level, but even within each small, tiny program and and department. And And the very fact that we're using the tools of communication today, Sam, is should be such an indicator of how important it is for students to be effective communicators. So um, we we love helping students find their path. And you can arrive at Moody College and not know where you want to be at the end, but just know that you understand the importance of being an effective communicator and we'll help you along the way. Awesome. 110% agree. Um, and I think this is a great transition into our last question. And it's time for you to put that silver tongue to work, right? So um, our podcast reaches a lot of those prospective students who, you know, may still be thinking about where they want to go to school or what they want to study. And as I allowed Dr. Moore from Geosciences to give his spiel as to why students should study at the Jackson School of Geosciences at UT Austin, I want to give you that same opportunity and tell our students, uh, our prospective students, or even transfer students, why they should pursue an education in the Moody College of Communication at UT Austin. Thanks, Sam. I am completely biased because I am a proud Moody graduate. But the Moody College of Communication is the number two school of communication. And that means that not only are we preparing students um, to be successful communicators, it means that our peers have recognized us as being effective at preparing effective communicators. The truth is, like I said earlier, communication is at the core of every single human interaction. And in order to be successful in this increasingly complex, increasingly digital, increasingly interconnected world, we need effective communicators. So anyone who wants to succeed in our world now and in the future will need to be an effective communicator. And the Moody College of Communication is the best place to learn how to do that because it's the blend of both the theoretical and the practical experience of being an effective communicator. We have room for all and want to have more and more students consider us because It is such an important field, and we want to make sure that we put more and more um, well-trained, effective communicators out into the world. Beautifully said. Well, that brings us to the end of our podcast. But as usual and as routine, I do allow my guests to plug anything that they want in this last portion. So, Dr. Alvarado, once again, the floor is all yours. Sam, I just want to plug UT in general and Moody College of Communication in in particular. I have had the pleasure of being part of the UT community for more than 25 years now. And when I came to college as a freshman, I didn't know what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And I think that's true of a lot of people is um, you don't necessarily know what you want to do for the rest of your life. And my answer is that's okay. You don't have to have it all figured out um, because part of the process of figuring it out is learning, studying, communicating communicating with other individuals, learning about the tools and resources ahead of you. And so many paths are open to you, uh, particularly if you study communication. The job that I do now, um, I never in a million years would have imagined would be the job that I would do. And I certainly didn't come to college saying I'm going to be an associate dean for undergraduate education and focus my time and energy on student success. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't even know that was a job. Um, But the opportunities that 
presented themselves to me at UT and as a student in Moody College meant that I could explore. I could try out different things. I could have internships. I could work with uh, student organizations. I could get experience doing a wide variety of things that helped me find my path. So if you're worried that you have to have it all figured out, don't. Because part of the beauty of what we can offer you at UT and at, at Moody College in particular is the chance to figure that out. The opportunity and the skills to know that you will be successful no matter which paths you, you choose and that that path may change many, many times throughout your uh, adult life. And that's okay because you've been equipped with this, the number one skill that individuals need, which is communication. So you don't have to have it all figured out. And, and I think a lot of um, our student listeners might feel that they have to have their lives figured out. And I, I can assure you, you don't. Um, and that's part of the beauty of UT is its size gives you so many opportunities that I would encourage you to say, I'm open. I'm open to the idea that I will learn, that I will change, that I will grow. And UT is a place that can offer me all the tools and resources I need to be able to do that. Fantastic. And then that's one of the messages that I preach quite a bit in my presentations. And when I talk to people, really, that is the absolute truth. And you're hearing it from Dr. Alvarado herself. You don't have to have it figured out. It's okay. We're going to help you figure it out. But once again, Dr. Alvarado, thank you so much for your time. Um, it was really, truly an honor to have you here today. I really sincerely appreciate it because I know y'all are super busy with everything that you're doing to support our students. So I, I cannot say thank you enough. Uh, but that really Well, thank you, Sam. This has been a real joy. And it's always nice to use communication technologies to reach a broader audience. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Well, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. This has been your host with the most, Sam Torres. Stay cool, stay hydrated, and hook them horns. <laughs>